Phil is up next. What do you say, Philly? What do you say, Jake? Philly. How y'all doing? Good. Fired up. You really feel good after that slop last night? I do not feel good no. after that. That was uh, that was depressing to watch, Phil. Yeah, you only had two players that really showed up. Yeah, and then Adu got himself in foul trouble. He only played 20 minutes. And granted, he was four or five from the field. He's yeah. soft. Well, Brett well, what they said should have done, if you could keep him in the game, you should let him go and get Tolo Smith in foul trouble. Yep. He I mean, Smith was in foul trouble, but they probably could have got him out of the game if they put the ball, take the ball to him. Of course, who are you going to throw it to outside of Adu to that can play post? Tolu fouled out both our guys. <laughs> Walker fouled out as well. Send JP yeah, in there and rough him up. Game. That's what you do. You send JP Estrella in there to rough him up. It's, it was just a frustrating night. I just – I can't even – I don't go ahead, Phil. <laughs> well, uh, that, your last uh, guest on there talking about press, and that's fine and dandy, but you need to play a, a 10 11 man rotation if you're going to do a lot of pressing. You're going to have to. I mean, that's how Bruce did it. I mean, you know, we talk about those teams, you know, that was the one thing that got us excited when he was here was we were pressing all the time, and we we're playing a lot of guys. You saw a lot of rotation in those Bruce teams, and that's, uh, you know, it was good to see last night. I, Loved it. You know, you're forcing turnovers. You're getting quick baskets. You're getting yourself back in the game. You overcome that 13-point halftime deficit. And, I mean, it got you back in the game. But then once we got the momentum going, Phil, you can never carry that over into creating a lead. Matter of fact, I don't think we took the lead once no, in the second half. I think we tied. No, we went about two minutes without a bucket there. And, well, and then we got it almost tied, right? Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's hard to win when you have uh, – Scovey and uh, Ganey not producing anything at all. That's uh, their whole bench. I mean, Meshack didn't score. I mean, Ganey didn't score. James and Vescovy had five points in 55 minutes of play. Well, James at least played defense. Yeah. But Scovey's been playing bad all year. Uh, I don't know what this problem is. He plays defense pretty good sometimes. But uh, Ganey's not perplexing to me. They don't have a better guard over there than him sitting on the bench. Yeah, I feel Makes like I, wonder. I jinxed that talking about Ganey yesterday. I feel like uh, I'm going to take responsibility for that. So it's Marcus Crow well. on that. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, I'm he like, hasn't been very good yeah. over the last handful of games. Yeah, though. I I'll, mean, you're not going out on a limb by any stretch. I mean, yeah. we all see it. I mean, Phil's been well, saying it the whole time. It's 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 obvious to me that he's not an SEC player. They made a big mistake bringing him in here. I mean, they gave DeLeon four minutes last night. I don't know why they didn't keep going to him a little uh, bit more. Uh, well, yeah. What about the Cameron Carr? Give him a chance. I mean, the bicycle. Yeah, I forgot about him over there. Yeah, he can't kinda... shoot, you know, and D.J. Jefferson. D.J.'s I mean, not going to see the floor this year at all. Like, yeah, he's probably re- never going to see the floor. The rest of this year, he is not going to see the floor. Period. Mm-hmm. What was the point in redshirting him? Did we redshirt him last year, too? Yeah, we redshirted him. What was the point? I just don't understand. Yeah. Well, the, the 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 evil devil's out of here, huh? The wicked witch of the SEC West is gone. Yeah. Preston on Facebook has called it the fall of the cabal. <laughs> well, I've seen in my lifetime the two best coaches ever, and they're both resided at Alabama. Well, let me ask you this, Phil. Did you did you feel good at least? Like, obviously, it would have been great to have beaten them two years in a row, obviously. But I mean, did it feel good at least to know that he didn't? retire having completely just smashed us every single year like we got one in there 
We got one lick in, just like we gave Bear his last lick. Yeah. We beat Bear on his last year. Uh, we beat Spurrier on his last time at Florida. I mean, Tennessee does have some parallels there. And South Carolina. Yeah, we got him at South Carolina. We got him at Florida. The one in Florida just felt so good, though, because that was a game, of course, like we talked about before, a game that got moved to December 1st because it was supposed to be played on September 15th of that year. Obviously, 9-11 yeah. happens. You can't play anything you know, the week leading up or, yeah, the week following that. So, go down to Florida, and that's still my number one game of my lifetime. That is my favorite game ever as a Tennessee Vols fan. Yeah, followed up by probably one of the worst games of your lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, – By St. Nick uh, – really, St. Nick put the final nail in the Philip Fulmer. After that, it was over. That he did. Nobody realized that it was. And then Jim Harbaugh puts the final nail in Nick Saban. Who do you not want to see Bama get, Phil? I don't care. None of them can be as good as Saban. I mean, don't just – I mean, yeah, they're not going to win Nash Taylor's – Probably, but I mean, they still going to beat us year in and year out. No, with well, any of those guys, some, I'd be worried if they got Dabo. A handful of times now. I mean, good lord. I mean, I guess we beat Dabo. Mm-hmm. Me, the Alabama Tennessee series is streaks. I mean, they have most of them, but when we do beat them, we go on a streak. Do you see a fire sale going on in Tuscaloosa? Do you see a lot of these guys transferring out? They got a thirty day. Uh, portal for, for a lot of those guys since Saban retired. Do you see a lot of those guys getting out of there and maybe making it difficult for the for the Tide? Well, you I got to think, too. Five stars already decommitted, hadn't he? Yeah, I mean, they had a five-star plus wide receiver decommit yesterday. Man, what's a plus mean? I don't understand. He's elite. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Would Tennessee take a flyer on uh, the kid from Ch- the, from uh, – is it Baylor that uh, went to Alabama over – or Jeff, what's his name, Jefferson? You think oh, he's yeah, going to be in Tennessee now? Problem is a receiver. Do we need a receiver? <laughs> I mean, well, probably not. If he committed to Alabama, I mean, I'd, I'd take, get, take a They've got to have some five-star corners committed yeah, Brandon there Turnage also committed to Alabama. I've seen he's that Jefferson play. He, he, he's, good. he's a real good player. Yeah. We can, he's uh, probably better than 90% of the receivers on our campus. I would like genuinely to take any defensive backs or offensive linemen from Alabama if if Heupel will send down – just send Garner down. Like If Garner like thinks that anyone's good, I don't want Willie Martinez down there, but anyone else can like just try to convince two or three of those guys to, to join our side of things, I'll be happy. Well, speaking of a Gardner there, Marcus, uh, Jake, who was the Tennessee's leading recruiter – Back in 1995 through 7 in the state of Georgia. That was Rodney Garner. Rodney Garner. He got all of them. Yeah. Without he's, Rodney Garner, he's doing good he does not win a national championship. I mean, he's getting some guys in there. He is. I mean, the thing is, like, Rodney Garner, I mean, back in the day, he could just walk into a living room and he would leave with a kid. You know, whether he had a sack of cash with him or not. Rodney Garner was going into a living room. Well, it helped we were winning 10, 11 games a year. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is we were winning back then. Now, if we could just get him to do it again, send Rodney Garner and whoever from Spire Sports to go and just get us a recruit. Well, Rodney Garner would go to church with him. And, I mean, you had to sweep the, the, the mother, too. That's big and recruiting. Of course, and of course, Georgia, <laughs> out of all this, does gets finally plays Bama and Saban's not there. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Well, Kirby's going to dominate the SEC. Right? That's the other thing. There's you no, know. There's no like, question about it now. Yeah. 
And it's, uh, you know, pick your poison. He would drill loose through Georgia or Alabama. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we just hope, got to hope Florida never gets good again. No, nah, they got Sunbelt Billy. Like they're, they're they gonna... got two wins staring them right in the face. That's going to be brutal. That is um, – they really might only win two year. games. They got the hardest gone, schedule going into next Jack's year. Boy, uh, homeboy, and then you know that's no. what's going to happen. Oh, okay. If, Who, they, if, they, if they get Jamie Chadwell, I will get on this show and I will cry real tears. You will think I'll I'll it's either Chadwell or Kiffin. Wayne Kiffin at Bama, that's very intriguing. I, it is. I mean, I'd rather see him in Alabama than in Florida, like your uh, guest said. I'd rather see him in Alabama, but, I mean, the thing is – Rather like, than Ole Miss, stay there. <laughs> I mean, th- could Lane Kiffin be successful at Alabama? Because Lane Kiffin's biggest problem, he does not do well in big games. He does not do well in yeah, big games. but he's games. losing the big games to Bama. Yeah, but look at where he's been, though, uh, Jake. Good Lord. This is true. Ole Miss. But you got to find a way to do it. If Bruce Pearl can make Tennessee basketball do the things that it did, if Rick Barnes oh. can get to a Final Four this year, <laughs> then <laughs> I want to – Oh, God. I'm ready for Rick Barnes to do like Saban. Get the hell out of Dodge. See you. <laughs> I was afraid you were going to bring it back into basketball. Well, let me ask you guys this: because I, I don't, I feel like this retirement kind of came out of nowhere for uh, the Alabama brass. Uh, there were a couple of reports I was seeing that maybe he was actually doing some assistant coach like interviews and like kind of calls and stuff uh, not long ago. Do we think Alabama has a plan? Because with this transfer transfer portal being open, if they didn't have a backup plan in place, like they could be scrambling to try to find someone they think will convince kids to stay at Alabama, whether that be a Dabo or a Dan Lanning or whoever. Does Alabama have enough time to find a guy that can convince players that they aren't going to drop off? Or could we see a fire sale go on before they have an opportunity? Well, I mean, I feel like a lot of these kids are being recruited by these coaches. I mean, it's not just Saban recruiting the Ryan Williams, for example, just – like, I mean, there were guys, they're always in their Clemson's in their top five a lot of times with Bama, so they're getting right. home visits. They've got a personal relationship for not just this last year for three, four years plus. Well, and then something else you have to take into account look at when Sam Pittman was here and when he was at Georgia. A lot of those offensive linemen were committing to Tennessee when he was here and Georgia when he was there because they really like Sam Pittman. Sam Pittman was a great recruiter, he was a great offensive line coach. People committed to Sam Pittman. No, I agree with you. I just wonder, does Alabama have – like, you're, you're right. Like, a lot of these coaches have had experience with these kids for a couple of years. And I'm not even going to bring up what happened in that terrible night in January of 2010. And when Saban only goes to the elite of the league homes. You know, like, they've got their position coaches. Yeah. And then, hey, Saban, come put this over the top. Boom, walks in the door. Got him. Yeah. You know, so – I, I understand what you're saying, though, too. Because I'm curious. Like, I, I want to know, is this – is are the coaches that are going to Tusk could Dan Lanning really be going to Alabama just so he could try to get a couple of guys? Like he's not really going for an interview. Like I, I want to know: Is Alabama going to start losing players like flies dropping from a, uh, a little electrical thing above the door, or are they gonna <laughs> are they going to get a guy quick enough? I mean, they have to move fast. Any other school, maybe it's just because it's Alabama, but every other school runs the risk of losing every single guy you do. in their commitment or in their locker room when you fire a coach or lose a coach or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing you have to take into account and something else you're going to have to take into account. If Dan Lanning takes that job, what happens 
at Oregon. We're going to talk about it on the other side. Stay with us. Hour number two of the G.I. Jake Show coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the 